Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, proud to be sharing the stories of uh, women business owners that are making things happen. This is, uh, again, Lee Cantor, and I'm proud to have with me today Emma Moore, and she's with an organization called Fundamental. Welcome, Emma. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, Emma, before we get too far into things, tell us about Fundamental. Uh, How do you serve your clients? Uh, Well, Fundamental is a full-service agency. So we have worked on marketing campaigns um, as well as startups ranging from Disney to FinTech. So we've been able to kind of become the incubator to test products before they they really launch into the full scale of, let's say, a Costco product. So now how'd you get into that line of work? That's a good question. I just fell in love with computers. I just literally fell in love with it. And I started reading books and that's how it worked. I I would just practice and practice and practice all night long and didn't sleep for about 10 years. And then I started hiring other people who had similar passion, but better than me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all kind of fed each other and it's, it's been quite, quite a journey. So now when you were going at the beginning, when you were starting out, how did you kind of um, just kind of battle through the grind of the learning curve? Well, I think that there'll always be a learning curve, you know, um, and that battle will continue every day. And that's one thing, that's the beauty as well as the shadow of tech, which is I don't know anything. I don't know a thing. And tomorrow I won't know anything. But how can I problem solve today to create a result in an ethical way that will serve my clients? And um, it's a mindset of making sure that I ask the right questions and I surround myself with people that also ask really good questions and challenging questions. And then we have that curiosity to make sure it happens. Now, when you're working with uh, um, a client, how do they, um, like, what pain are they having where they're like, you know what, we got to call Emma and her team to help us on this? Um, well, in, when we were uh, an agency in, in Los Angeles, it was mostly just reputation. Um, and it works quite well. Um, so I haven't ever truly advertised fundamental. Um, I've always kind of relied on people just knowing that we could do a really good job. And I felt that that was the best type of advertising. Now, but uh, when it comes to, I think your question was, how do we, how, please repeat your question. How do you get, how do you get clients? How do people are you like, what is their, what's the challenge that that potential client has where they're like, I have to call the fundamental folks. They'll be able to help us. Thank you. Um, well, I mean, if it's a large corporation, it's usually an innovative product that they want to test. Um, if it's a small company, they have a great idea and they, they're just not sure. They want to invest a large amount of money to, to, to truly create the product at, a, at another agency. So I've been able to scale the pricing model according to the business that's coming to me and, and, and in an ethical way, though. You know, so let's say you have Joe down the street that says, you know what, I have this great idea about X, less fishing or fin tech, some type of idea. We will price to 
and, and create solutions that he or she can afford um, and, and truly create a profitable result for them and a scalable model that's data-driven. So that's, that's what's helped us. So you're kind of, you're you're kind of partnering with the, uh, the firm in order to create something that your, your fees might grow as they grow? Um, well, yes and no. Um, well, no, actually, no, we've never had to do, we've never done that. We've always kind of kept the same prices. (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) Thank you. We suffered immensely for that. You know, you never know where innovation is going to come from, Emma. So, <laughs> thank you. We have seriously suffered for that. Because they're doing well, and we're like, we really should have priced better. For that. So thank you. <laughs> so the way that it works then is you um, you make it work at the beginning stages, and then if it it becomes a huge success, then your fees stay the same, and but it's a minimal risk for the firm that's testing out this idea. It is a minimal risk. And usually what happens is they just need more work. It's just, they just need more work. It may not be as profitable for us, but then they expand into marketing campaigns. They need more iterative testing. They need, you know, a different kind of database. So there's, it doesn't ever um, become anything too hairy mm-hmm. in that people suffer too much, but we, your previous idea is probably best. <laughs> now, now in the, um, kind of in our current situation with the pandemic, has that impacted the business at all? You know, my heart goes out to everyone who is suffering. You know, uh, I think that it has affected almost every industry, but tech. And even though there's a lot of people that are getting laid off in tech, people are spending more time on their computers and more time, you know, watching anything that's a product-based, tech-based. So this is probably the first time that I have not immensely suffered. And I do mean that. <laughs> you know, the tech crash was awful. But what it, what it did teach me was severe and utter compassion of what it, what it takes to keep going every single day. Because I, I mean, I've been hungry. I've lost everything. I know what that's like. And then to come back every day, despite that, is is uh, is where true champions are made. And what I'm, I'm very hopeful that the society and the people involved, especially the entrepreneurs and the idea makers, we're going to create a new world. A good, I mean, not that we need to, but you, you see what I mean. There's going to be so many people out of just dire consequences that they're going to think of amazing things. And so, because I understand where that is, <laughs> I think we can meet. And then, for you in your career, um, anybody and most people who have been in technology, it's kind of a, you know, there's high higher highs maybe and lower lows. It's very uh, kind of change is real and and it happens quickly. I, what do they say? It happens gradually, then suddenly. Uh, so yes. someone who's gone through that uh, maybe has a higher level of compassion or empathy for the people who have gone, or this is the first time seeing something this dramatic occur. Yes, I think so. I think tech, if you know, we through through the ways of tech, I've learned a lot of a lot of tips and tricks as to how to prepare for the next wave or the little ideas. You know, how do you create an idea from nothing? How do you how do you scale even though you have nothing? 
Um, there's just so many little things that happen through dire consequences. And, and humans are geniuses of what they come up with. So if we all kind of band together and we think of things, um, because we all need to, I think beautiful, beautiful ideas and innovations will happen. Now, have you had to diversify maybe some of your offerings in order to adapt to this kind of uh, changing landscape? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I I will personally do consulting work. Um, I considered, you know, if, if the new business didn't come in, you know, no problem, get a full-time job if someone's willing to hire me. You know, this. Um, I'm also a Coursera teacher where I, I took on teaching about um, a certain trade that I know, which is UI UX design with data science. And um, I'm willing to just turn up every day. What can I do? How can I serve? You know, just asking these questions. What can I learn? Who can I connect with? How can I help? And that's the kind of attitude that, um, you know, that's what makes, I think, us as a country special. We're problem solvers and we're resilient and we just find a way and that's a good lesson for the young people out there to not, you know, kind of uh, wallow in misery and, and woe is me, but to just figure out, you know, I got to make it work. I got to figure out a way. You have to figure out a way. There's, there's always, I know it sounds very cheesy. I do believe Diane and I, there is always a way and it's not always easy. It's, it isn't many times, but, but it usually is simple. And, um, that's why I called the company Fundamental many years ago, because things are not always easy. In fact, most of the time they aren't, but they usually can be boiled down to a simple solution where you can move from there. And principles, living by principles and practicing those principles, not being overly confident that you can actually live them every day, but actually practice them. So I think that is uh, those are the stepping stones to this new, this new way. Now, how about some advice for the people out there regarding what your uh, one of your superpowers around um, kind of user experience? What what are some things that a person on their own could do, maybe to their website or their their um, me, uh, media presence, in order to you know make it as user friendly as possible? Okay, um, well. Many times, if they do not have the ability to scale themselves, there are there depending on their product or service, you can use template sites. You can use Wix. You can use Shopify. You know, even there's there's even templates in WordPress that you can um, use a pre pre formulated WordPress. Whether you want to you know uh, market your services, whether it's a, it's it's writing or copywriting to you want to take a hand at funny t-shirts or you have, you know, some kind of technological innovation, there are plenty of templated um, ways to get started that already have that UI UX kind of feel to it. And they have analytics so that you can kind of see if there's any traction. So you may not need anyone in the beginning if you just have a few, you know, I would say a really a focus on understanding what you're putting out there. Now, understanding your market, but you may not understand your market. Sometimes you have to kind of throw the pain out and see, see where it lands. So it really depends on what you're trying to sell. And that's, um, and that's probably an important thing for people to understand that you can kind of whiteboard something to death 
in your office and in your within your own kind of circle. But until you put it out there into the world, you're not going to know if it resonates or not. Right. Like you gotta, you gotta take action and, and really, you know, kind of publish your work in order to know if it's working or not. And you also sometimes can get on the ground. Like uh, my friend had an idea about, Hey, you know, let's create an application where you can shop for farmer's market produce and have a pickup. And even though that's a really good idea where you, you know, you can consolidate farmers in the area and get the kind of things that you want and you don't have to deal with people in the sense of picking up any kind of illness. You know, a lot of people, when you think about it, we could create an entire app on that. Technically, that's a good idea as well. But when you think about when people go to a farmer's market, they actually want to see the produce. They want to touch it. They want to smell it. You know, that is that is the purpose of a farmer's market. So even though it seems like a fun idea for 24 hours, when you get on the floor and start asking people who cook a lot, they're like, no, 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 I want to, I want to know, I want to know what I'm buying. I want to walk around and check. So even just asking, if you have an idea, start asking strangers, what do you think? Or go online and create a YouTube video and say, this is, this is, even though it's risky, you know, I mean, someone might take your idea, but it's better than they take your idea and you create a better version than you doing something that is unapplicable for that particular market. Right. Cause a lot of times I think people imagine it so, and then they miss a lot of money in building something that the market isn't either ready for or want. Yes. Yes. And I've, I've told people that, and we've done the research for people. There's been times where we give them research and, we want to make sure they know we want you to succeed. And by you succeeding, you need to think of another idea. We'll do what you want, but I'm just giving you the data, you know? Um, and so we don't play uh, to them. We give them facts. You know, we're data driven. And and if we're wrong, you know, we will, we will pay the piper. We're sorry. You know, um, we haven't been wrong yet because we're data driven, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just said it, so it's probably going to happen. <laughs> now, tell tell me about uh, your relationship with GWBC. Why was it important for you to get involved with that group? Well, we've been a vendor to Disney for many years, and i I didn't know that WBC was part of Disney, and um, I had not ever participated in many women's groups. I, I wasn't aware of it. I had always just you know, hit my head against concrete and just somehow just worked myself to death, essentially. And um, it was really a nice thing to see such an amazing group of women that are so successful and so, so collaborative and for lack of a, I'm loving, (laughs) that they're going to create a group where we can cater to a certain sector, whether it's contracts that only cater to X or Y, whatever variable that is. I wasn't aware of it until WBENC. So, so um, there was a lady at Disney that said, you need to do this. This is, this is a good thing. And so, you know, it's good when someone from Disney says. <laughs> yeah, that's a good sign because <laughs> I know you like data. So that's a good data point, right? When Disney's <laughs> saying you should do this, that's probably something you should probably consider. Yes. And then, um, so you enjoyed the support uh, of the group as well as the opportunities that kind of have bubbled up or can you maybe in the future will bubble up for you? Yes, very much so. I hope to make it to the convention next year. I don't, you know, 
given the situation this year. But next year, I'd like to go. And then uh, for fundamental, what do you need more of and how can we help? Um, you're doing it right now by just letting me talk about it and opening up new avenues of business. And um, what what fundamental basically helps every not every person, but we try to help through data. We try to help through research and scalable solutions so that you can start where you are to go where you need to go. And you do define those values. We can give our experience, um, but we don't always work with large companies. And so we've actually found a lot of joy in working with startups because there's so much passion and and happiness in their idea that we, we love to see that. So if somebody wanted to learn more and have a more substantive conversation with you, uh, what's the website? Uh, it's uh, fundamental, F-U-N-D-A-N-E-N-T-A-L dot I-S. So fundamental dot is. All right. Well, Emma, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Radio.